Welcome to Memphis Machine. A Muddy Pig production. I'm Jonathan Bass. And I'm Carl Casperson, and together we're looking to show off the creative sights and sounds of Memphis, Tennessee. Amen. In this episode, we talk to Jennifer Hall Burris, a.k.a. Crown Box. Crown Box. If you have had any thoughts of unleashing the artist within you, I think Jennifer has some great insight to the hard work, the dedication, and the payoff uh, for pursuing that. You know, I, I've I've spent a lot of years being a sideman, uh, playing a ton of cover uh, band, you know, cover tunes, and I enjoy all of it. Um, there's a little artist in me trying to creep out. I think creep out is that the right term? Crawl it- out, jump out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jennifer has done it. She's accomplished uh, the difficult task in pursuing original and quality art in her music. Put your ears on this, see what you think. Uh, We'd also like to thank our sponsors for this podcast, making it possible. Snakebite Company, makers of the original Snakebite bottle opener and Mamba Bar. You know, you need to see what the Mamba Bar is. Nothing like, what having, does it do, nothing like having a good solid piece of steel in your hand. Um, 100% made in the USA, Snakebite loves making products and apparel for the happy hours, after hours, and weekends. When it's your time to relax and be yourself, check them out at snakebiteco.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at snakebiteco. And who else, Carl? Well, you know, Redwire, they inspire. They are experts in audiovisual design and installation in the Mid-South. Redwire Audio Video specializes in the design, installation, rental, and support of high-quality and affordable custom audio, video, lighting, broadcast, and control systems for worship facilities and large public venues. You can reach out to Redwire for your audiovisual needs at redwireav.com. And of course, our beloved Ernestine and Hazel. Ernestine I, and I, Hazel. I got to pause. That was, in, that was impressive. All in one breath. I don't know. A, your your coffee is very good this morning, I have to say. Wow. Yeah, that, that's... Speaking of coffee, you will not get a cup of coffee at Ernestine Hazel's unless you ask Karen very nicely. But mostly, <laughs> it's about the beer and, and the soul, burgers. Burgers. soul burgers. Soul burgers. Soul burgers. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you've got to come out to Ernestine Hazel's. If you visit Memphis, it's right down the street from the Civil Rights Museum. It's uh, haunted. It's scary. It's delightful. It's, what is it? It's at the corner of G.E. Patterson and South Main, and we play there every Sunday. 8.30 to 11. Come on down. Check it out. Welcome, Crown Vox, a.k.a. It's not my name. You're pointing at me. <laughs> Jennifer Hollaberg. Start again. Do you want everyone to I guess, is that cool for everyone to know? You're the, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, you're you're so cool I'm with both, cool Jennifer. With that, yeah. yeah, Crown Vox. Um, welcome to Memphis Machine. I've uh, been looking forward to this interview for a while. Uh, our paths crossed briefly back in the day, right after I moved to Memphis. Uh, are you a longtime Memphian? Kind of. I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else, pretty much. And how long would that be? About seven years. Okay. Seven, eight years. Yeah, I've got six on me. Yeah. Yeah. An John, honorary man fan. Yes, I'm coming up on eight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think, and, and I, I finally crossed the threshold to where, I, after, I moved here for an initial dream that crashed and burned, and I thought I was going to leave, and I didn't. And so, now I've finally come to a place where I'm like, I think I like Memphis after all. I do. I right? like it. There's no, something I've, in it that like it, resonates with my. It, it, and even being. If, <laughs> and even if something kind of hits, hits me upside the head, I still I'm I'm, I'm rooting I'm rooting for Memphis. That, yeah. That, 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 I think that's the attitude where I really uh, embraced and arrived at. Towards like, 
yeah, I want Memphis to win, and I'd love to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, you're definitely uh, carving away. Um, Thank you. So man. Let, let's um, maybe we'll get to, to to some of the jazz hits we got to do, but let, let let's let's start from the beginning. Of, of your development as an artist and, and, and bring us up to date, but start from the top. Yeah. Oh, gosh. From, like, childhood? Well, how, how, well, you know, if, if something oh, from man. way back there happened to... Uh, <laughs> to like Alabama, life. right? No, was, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I actually... My, my dad was a musician and my brothers. I grew up in a musical household. Um, but I didn't do music at all. Like, I was very intimidated by it because they were... I, they were pretty... I mean, they're pretty good. My brother's an amazing, brilliant musician. So I, again, was kind of intimidated. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't do it for a long time. It wasn't until I think I was 23, 24. Yeah, I think maybe 24 is when I decided to, I was in ending marketing school and decided I was going to try my hand at doing the Jen and Levin bit. The, and it, that's it, where it was, we that's where we crossed it paths. was a duo right yeah it was a duo yeah. awesome yeah. yeah and actually a friend of mine had seen uh, uh, you sing and he, he, he thought you were fantastic ah well that's that's very yeah. sweet and, yeah. and, and, but, and that was you just pretty much right out of the gate right? yeah no I had never sung in front of people before I, like um, it was passionate about it I was like closet passionate about it like I would sing in the shower and I'd sing in my car and like I would really feel that and then I was just horrified at being like observed, and so I would, <laughs> and so I would never do it for people. I was, you know, till like my friend drug me out. They started like doing karaoke, and then oh, I kind of was like, eh. karaoke. I know, I know. That's I wish awesome. I had a more no, like, no. you know. But then, yeah, and then yeah, and then like I just kind of, uh, yeah. And I think I was 24. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try it. You know, it's funny. One of the very first times I ever sang on a stage. This is a true story. Uh, my boyfriend was a musician at the time, and he was like, Jen, you have a really good voice. Why don't you get up on stage and sing a song with me? And I was like, I don't know. I'm really scared. And so it was like the very first time I ever sang in front of people. I kid you not. We get through the first song. We start the second song. And the, it's a bar in Tuscaloosa, by the way. They cut the sound system off, and they paid us to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's for real. That really happened. Yeah. What, what, okay. Wow. Now, and then I was like, well, it's got to go up from here. Wow. I was like, that's a nightmare. And so that was my start. I was like, can't get any worse than that. You know? Awesome confirmation. She <laughs> was. Uh, so um, you're in Memphis. You get done with school. You're starting to sing. Uh, how'd, you meet, how'd you meet Adam? Facebook. I oh, Facebook. everything is so has been was so strange with that. I was had it in my head. I was like, look, I'm going to do this thing, and so I had recently acquired Logic on my computer. Yes, and I uploaded an instrumental of the girl from Ipanema, and so I was playing around on my computer and I sang it on there. And I was like, does anyone want to start a jazz band with me? And I posted it on Facebook. And then Adam was like, yeah, I mean, I'll play piano. And I was like, wait, you're the pianist over at the Peabody. I was like, man, that just got real, real quick. I was like, <laughs> for real? And then, uh, you know, and then, yeah, I think like a month after we started doing that, or I think it was just a few months into it, we had like a booking agent. It was really weird. Very, That's awesome. Very yeah, intense. Of, of, of all the terrible things... And, and that can happen with Facebook. And I mean, I, I like the good stories. Could launch a music career. I, yeah, right? I mean, gosh, YouTube? Holy cow. Man, yeah. come on. All right, so 
I hope we're not jumping ahead, but 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 this 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 is this is one of the questions I had rolling around. Like, so you 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 probably for uh, we're on a track to be. Uh, I mean, if you wanted to to be on a track of being like a cover band singer, yeah, uh, maybe start your own thing, uh, maybe start playing Beal, doing some private parties, uh, just being a, a for lack of a better term. I hope this isn't like politically incorrect, but uh, a chick singer. Okay. Yeah. So, no, I think so, that's fair. That's so, fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, were you were, were you considering that? And, and what what what? I mean, I could still do that now if I wanted to. <laughs> True, but but, <laughs> you but, but you, you put a lot of effort in, in, into Crown Box. Yeah, man. So so where yeah. so how where where was the uh, was there a moment where you said you know what I'm I, you know covers are cool but I'm doing this. I want to well I want to be very careful because I want to say something really quick. I think that chick singers are badasses and I think that if that is what you're passionate at please girl do that like I, that is not I just for me subjectively there was a huge part of the thing that I wanted to do in my life that I was not getting that I was not having fulfilled in doing cover songs for mm. me personally mm-hmm. everybody is different mm-hmm. I just I had this little nugget of an idea that I really wanted to manifest and I knew that if I stayed in because it's so tempting. It's Because, it, man, it, here's the other part. When you're doing cover songs and stuff like that, you're playing music that people want to hear, and it brings them joy, and, man, they're having fun, and they're dancing. My music isn't like that now. It's very different now. Um, and so there is a gratification that you get in that, and I, I it's just a different world. And uh-huh. I just think that I love that world, but I was like, man, I feel like something else is calling my name, and I got to go do that. You know what I mean? So not try, not you know. What I mean. No, no, and and also the term chick singer is is a, a very antiquated. I, the first time I heard that no, was in okay. L, L.A. and that was like a. Uh, it's okay. um, chick singer. A, a very uh, 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 what, what would you call it? Uh, macho. You know, I'll uh, arm you wrestle know. you right now. Now I'm just. <laughs> 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 that, the first time I heard. Don't you hate on women? The, the first, the <laughs> don't first, you know who you're sitting with? Come on. I'm just the first joking. guy I heard. <laughs> the first guy I heard use that was Joel DeBarlow, the bassist from the Tonight Show of the Johnny Carson era, and his. One of his favorite terrible masculine jokes was, you know, there's, there's three there's three sexes. There's male, females, and chick singers. And, and, and speaking to his experience as, as a working musician in L.A. from the, you know, 70s and up. So, yeah, know, it's, it's an anchor man. It's totally cool, that? man. Yeah, yeah. just it's so, totally cool. You're going to get a call from that guy's people. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you're going to get a call. You know, feel free to call in. <laughs> the number is. Just oh, kidding. my gosh. Okay, so... <laughs> So, so at some point you're making you're making the decision like, hey, you know, I I, I could, yeah, and, and I'm I'm not knocking cover bands. I mean, I love I've I've paid a lot of bills doing yeah. cover bands. Yeah, that's. I mean, and, I'll, and, I'll tell you and, what, I made way more money doing cover songs. Right. I'll be really oh honest with you. And when, and when the house is jumping, it's a blast and it's a it good is. time. So, yeah, man, it's fun. So, uh, you you come to a crossroads, so to speak, and you're thinking like, I, I can I can do something artistic. There's something you want to talk about the story of how. The, the departure, the, the turn in the road happened with this? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I got pregnant. And it was funny because I was still doing shows. I was still doing jazz shows when I was pregnant. I was like early pregnancy, like two months, three months pregnant, still hammering out shows. And then I got to a point where I was like, yeah, you know what, I can't do this anymore because I'm really starting to, I guess started getting a little bum and I'm like, I just don't want to, you know, be like... I'm making a human, and then I'm also like, you know, <laughs> doing some uh, Marvin Gaye or something. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a second from this. And then, to be honest with you, it was a combination of 
I just feel like that was one of those things that segued me into just a different area of my life because I realized at that point, again, you know, I, I had, um, I was good. I was making a person and, and I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to really get part of it was I didn't want to have my son look at him and be like, you can achieve your dreams if mommy just stopped Hmm. because she had you, (laughs) you know? So I was like, you know what, man, this is actually really, really important because I want to be able to tell you that you can do whatever you want to do. And in, in order for me to do that and be honest about it, I have to pursue the things that I feel like are impossible and try to achieve something that I didn't think I could achieve in order to tell you that you can do that. Wow. So I was like, you know what? Kind of have a responsibility, so right on. that's when I decided I was like, all right, and I, and I wrote this. I wrote all the stuff. Pregnant. I mean, I wrote the stuff. Pregnant. I did my first Crown Vox show ever when I was. Oh, and this one I did pretty pregnant. I think I did. I'd been writing the songs for a little bit, but I did this one like six months pregnant. Or nice. Something I can't remember exactly, but and that was the first pass I had at it. And then yeah, man, I was. I had him, and I was like writing the rest of the songs with him strapped to my chest, and producing, and logic with my newborn. Like you know, I felt kind of like a badass, you know. Well, yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I mean, was yeah, like, right? Yeah. 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 Making babies, making tunes. You know, it was like a nice transition. I, I mean, I mean, like. and, and you, I mean, how long have you been married? I've been married for like five years. Five years. Yeah. yeah I mean, so so you, you, you and my husband is fine. See, so, so yeah. I mean, you, you've you've got this. Uh, I mean, like like you're 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 you're, you're being an artist, uh, a wife, a mom. Uh, you're you're kind of you're you're you're, you're crushing it all, really. It is badass. It, it is a it, you know right. Feel pretty good about it. I'm not. It, I would be lying if I said I think I make it look easier than it is. There are days where I'm like, you know what. <laughs> free toddler <laughs> free t- anyone else want to take my place like anybody want to take my place because like I'm, but it's you know it's just life man you yeah. know nothing I yeah. don't think anybody you know I've yet to meet anybody that has it fully easy you know I, it, it takes a lot of work I'd be lying to you if it didn't if I said it didn't but yeah so so in in with all this going on and uh, um, in, in pursuing the crown box vision the, the dream the art the artistry uh can you take us through like like the impetus of like did you in, in, in meeting people to help you have this thing come about? I mean, like the, the videos are stunning, the, the the song the songs are like you said they're, they're not light. It's not light yeah. poppy. I mean, like you get, you got some heavy things happening here. Oh, we've um, got heavy content in there. Yeah, and um, uh, and, and, and a great Memphis artist, uh, Robert. Um, Robert Fortner. Oh my God! Isn't that man a Viking we, king? We got to put Good a. Lo- we we got to put a link up. I mean, his stuff is just yeah. <sighs> stunning. All right, so so can can you tell us the story of like how this started to get momentum and growing legs and starting to actually happen? Man, I will be really honest with you. I can't even answer that question. Wow. I, it it has been such a strange. It has been such a strange, super. I don't even know how to describe how. It's just, it's felt like everything has come when it was supposed to come and happen when it's supposed to happen. And I was able to meet every person that I needed to meet. I can't even, de- I can't even describe that. It, I would be, again, lying to you if I said, oh, this is like this great idea that I had. And I pulled it all together. And it was like, you know, and then it was like from, you know, 
this great presentation that I gave that these people wanted to, man, I can't even say that. I, it really has been a little strange with how everything is aligned on this um, and, uh, and, and continues to align. I mean, it's just, uh, I myself am kind of uh, still weirded out by it, to so be honest with you. For people who might, uh, I mean, we're going to link all the videos and everything in the show notes, but can you break down, because, I mean, Crown Box is a multi-dimensional, dimensional, excuse me, thing. I mean, it, yeah. the music obviously stands alone. Yeah. But, I mean, it, there's a story there, there's video, there's the music. I mean. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to fully communicate something I think that I you know I've spent about 10 years of my life pulling together skills so that I could craft a piece of art to make people understand something that I was feeling and be able to communicate that accurately in order to do that I need to gain a bunch of different skills it couldn't have just been music it couldn't have just been uh, visuals or fashion or uh, produ producing music videos it had to be a combination of all of those to fully communicate the idea and um yeah, I mean, it, it is. It is a, you know, it's kind of like we've built a bit of a, a world. And um, and I want every aspect of it to communicate um, part of it, it. It all has a deeper meaning, and I want that all to communicate that clearly. When when you understand what the, what the actually, what the project is, uh, I think it makes all of the, because right, because if you don't, have every piece of the puzzle right now it seems a little odd and it seems a bit skippy and uh, I think it's supposed to be that way until you get I'd say the final piece of the puzzle which will make everything click together and make the whole thing make sense yeah so, so you're, you're intentionally spacing out I mean the, this the story is is coming along or is yes it? it's a, yeah we I mean at at this point in time we've uh, you know <sighs> I don't know if I, you know. I talked about this in an interview. Are you cool with me talking about heck it? Yeah, Telling the yeah. the actual because we I just discussed this uh, for the first time ever last week on the radio, mm -hmm. and so you know I'm going to do a very a much more brief version here. So we when I was 19, I experienced a very brutal uh, rape in which the man beat me up pretty bad. He dumped me on the side of the road, and there were a lot of other information that that goes in there but really at that time what I started to do subconsciously was gain all of these skills to be able to communicate what that felt like because I felt like there were a lot of issues that we had in our society that enabled that to continue to happen after someone goes to the police or you know all these different things and it's so what I did was try to be proactive and try to not be mad and not be upset at my situation, but try to help people to understand, understand what that feels like and understand truly what it was to go through something like that as a child and not have anyone to understand or listen to you or, and, and how I dealt with that was through making art. Mm. And that's how I healed through that. And so I wanted to make a piece of art that communicated that clearly, that showed like, look, this is, this is the stages of going through that healing process and this is what it was feeling like internally and and really at each stage of making the art was how I was feeling at that time so in you know in real time I was I was healing and I was making this art and being honest man I let myself be super free in 
and how I communicated. And, and I didn't care if it made me look ugly or weird or if people misinterpreted it, and I didn't care. And I just let myself be free in that because I knew that, at the, that there was an overall vision to try to communicate something that actually pushed us forward um, and, and encouraged understanding and encouraged empathy. And um, that's at least what I've attempted to do. We're not done. We have another piece that we're about to put into production now. And, um, but that's, you know, when you know the underlying story, it makes a lot of the other art make sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, every, there's a lot of symbolism in all of the art that we've made so far. And all of it aligns with that, uh, that concept of trying to communicate um, what, what it feels like for a woman to go through that and what that mm. does internally. So, yeah. Man. Not to get too heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 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 <laughs> a, little, a little deeper than Brown Eyed Girl or Mustang Sally, right? Yeah. For, for sure, right? Um, We're going to link that interview to on the show notes. That's her story um, with Paulette, right? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, her story with Paulette. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned earlier, like just in in, in meeting people, it, is has your um, um, for lack of a better term, your rolodex of, of, of people contributing and participating in, in your art is, is it all pretty much Memphis? Is there anyone like being imported from outside, or is it all pretty much Memphian based? Kind of like we've got um, for the most part, it has been so far. Yeah. Um, the only person that I've brought in, uh, we uh, Matt Goodlett is this. Oh, he's a crazy like makeup artist, body painter out of Louisville. He mm. came in to do a photo series with us um, called Apotheosis. Um, actually, that's a lie. I went there. Um, sorry, blanked on that. But and then he came in for the Crown Box experience. So I've worked with him a few times. The guy I'm about to work with on this next music video. It's funny because they're both makeup artists. Uh, Billy B is a makeup legend. Uh -huh. Like this guy. He's an, he is, I'm not saying that lightly. He is the, I cannot think of another person that is more, a, a better makeup artist than he is. He's worked with Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Madonna. He really has every, every he's had the Vogue cover so many times. He's probably, a, he, you know, he told me, he's he, like we were talking about earlier with your, your friend, he's over it. He's like, man, I... You know, he's like, I've worked with everybody I've ever wanted to work with. I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. And, you know, he's moved back home to be with his mom. Or I don't know if I'm telling his story. Maybe we shouldn't put that in oh, there. But well, he's yeah. he's moved, you know, he's moved back home. And, uh, you know, he's from Mississippi. So he wanted to work with me on this next project. And I was like, are you serious? Wow. Awesome. It's just, man, again, I can't even begin to describe how odd everything has been to align man I just I can't it isn't like I'm like somebody come work with me and then like putting up help wanted posters <laughs> all over the city like I don't know man I think the other part is that I just I work so freaking hard on these things it doesn't just happen I mean I'm putting in hours I'm right. putting in nights I don't sleep I mean leading into music videos man I don't sleep for a month Put, put in, I put in, for Ruler of the Ball, I was hand-making costumes. I hand-sketched costumes, hand-making costumes, leading into Ruler of the Ball. And, like, just not sleeping, man. Uh, writing the thing, making sure everything's organized. You know, I, I put an enormous amount of work going in. And uh, I think people, at least, they see that and they respect it. 
And I think that they go, you know, that's something that I'd like to be a part of. I mean, it's stunning. I mean, it's and I and while we're calling names, I mean, like produced by Elliot Eyes. <sighs> I mean, David yeah. Porter. Dude, yeah. Okay, Select yeah. Let's name the, drop. The let's just name drop yeah, all right. over the place. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I'll be honest with you. Now, just uh, now, Elliot Ives. If you don't know who Elliot Ives is, you should Google him because no he is one bad fella. Mm-hmm. And David Porter. If you don't know who David Porter is, you're not from Memphis, well, and yeah. like you need yeah. to just you should have you just you, do yourself a favor and Google that one too. And you know, I it's really been again, man. I've been doing this like six years I just can't even I can't it's weird it's freaking weird to me Uh, yeah I mean but that that, if I sound like a broken record but uh, I mean the the dramatic turn from again from like you know meeting you uh, lounge you know cover bands whatever and all of a sudden boom like 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 I mean just just not like a heavy like heavy levels of art not just uh, you you know, want me to like, be honest like, with like you? I'm, I'm a pop singer. Well, no, well sure. The, the real reason is I wanted to do something honest. I was tired of living up to the idea of what I thought I should be as a woman. And that, I was tired of that. And I wanted to make something that was real and that, that I meant. And I, again, man, I, I didn't want to just sit on pianos and be pretty. I didn't want to do that shit. I did want to <laughs> do that shit and I liked it. Can I cuss? Yes. Okay, no. good. Sorry, because I've got a mouth to say that. Uh, and I did want to do it, and it was fun when I did it, but I realized that there was an emptiness in me when I was doing that, and I wasn't fulfilled as a human being. Mm. And I was like, man, I want to do something that says how I truly feel. And and then that's when we just, I mean, the, the sales, we shifted the sales yeah. opposite direction to the max mm-hmm. yeah. what, what what does your husband mention like how it, it, being the observer the close observer and all this what, what what's his take on it so far i think he's incredibly proud of me i think yeah. man it is taken i would be lying to you even if i said i was comfortable in doing some of the things i've done with crown box i've been very you know my husband my husband knows the full vision for everything and he's given me pep talks going into some of this stuff and I'm like man I don't want to do this like I don't want to do this man and people are going to think I'm weird because they don't know they don't understand like I just I don't know I don't want to do it and he's like man you got to think long term you're okay you're going to be fine just stay true to the thing that you created and go in and do it and the more that I've run into that fear rather than away from it, it's just been incredibly freeing. And I think he's really proud of me for mm. that. It's like every time I release something, it feels like I'm jumping out of an airplane and I don't know if I have a parachute or not. It's like, I, I, don't, don't, know. I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> it's horrifying. I, it's hor- absolutely horrifying yeah. every single time, man. And uh, I think he, he's, I think he respects that. And that's kind of, it's kind of cool. That's so if fantastic. I can just, like, real quick, you said, you know, man, people are going to think this is weird and all that. So there, are there any mis, like, common misunderstandings about what's going on with, yeah. you know, just, yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you well, hear? Well, I think, I, you know, some of them, I think some people, like, thought I was a witch <laughs> no. and thought I was, like, you She's know, a, a devil worshiper. 
Because, oh. you know, any woman really uh, wearing black and with dark eyeshadow on obviously worships the devil. Does she and, float? Uh, oh, does the, she float? And, 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 and the, con- the con- witch! The contacts. <laughs> the ca- yeah. The contacts. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I, you know, in context... You know, everything that we did in that video was really deliberate. And it's, again, it's all symbolic, you know, in, you know, No Loving But Yours, where I'm that hideous, like, weird creature thing. Like, that was very intentional. One of the things I wanted to communicate in that is that, again, when we're going back to the reason why I created all of this, is, you know, what it feels like to go through that experience that I went through. I felt sort of alien in my own body. I felt ugly. There was this, it felt like... Uh, you know, if you notice too in that music video, you have this, you know, beautiful young girl laying on this velvet, and you see like she's beautiful, she's sitting there on this velvet, and then you see the guy show up, and then you see her beauty sort of drained from her, and it, and it, and I wanted to that to sort of represent this losing of innocence and this, uh, and you see this struggle in that video. It's ugly. It is a very ugly music video, and it's hard to watch. It was. Y'all can't imagine how it was so difficult for me to make that. I did not want to make any ounce of that. I'll be honest with you. And, and especially starting out with that one, I was like, this is very uncomfortable. Mm. But it, again, I think it allowed me to at least be honest in what I was feeling at the time, all of the anger and the frustration. And I let my, I gave myself a safe place to be free in all of that. And and I put it in a healthy place. So I didn't have to take that anger and frustration and put it into other people by mistreating them. And oh, I had wow. a place to be able to put that uh, that took it from me so I didn't have to, you know, be a shitty person. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Heavy interview. No, yeah, this is right, <laughs> right? You didn't know what you were signing up for when you asked me to no, come this, here. No, 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 this is good. So, um, um, how part of the part of the uh, uh, sufferings that, like I know, mixing engineers go through is knowing uh, when is this mix over. Yeah. You know, like like at some point you just have to stop. You know, if you feel like enough enough of the variables, enough of the things that annoy me are, are not are less, and enough of the good things of this mix is good. And I can now stop and walk away. So, like, you, you, you this was like you, you, you don't have a history of cutting videos. You don't have a history of, of uh, production on this level per se. Right? I mean, like you literally, like you said, this you you put some passion and vision into a, an art artistic endeavor, and all this thing, like you said, caught sale. So, so how how do you feel about so far? I mean, like I, how. Am I even asking the question here? Like, 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 how are you? How are you feeling about the thing so far? The, no, I mean, this? as far as, I mean, honestly, you know, in order for us to actually execute this, I've had to do about fifty jobs that I've never done before in my life. Okay, such as uh, production. I mean, a video production, set design, wardrobe design, uh, sketch, sketching wardrobes, creating actually hand making wardrobes. Right. Uh, I mean, again, because I, I wanted to have my hand on everything because. And it's weird because I was a part of it, but I actually, in a weird way, was not a part of it because I'm I'm making all of these things, but again, I think that there's a strange element to how everything has come together. That I'm not only am I, 
writing scripts out for music videos, which I've never done, mm -hmm. and um, you know, being creative director, which I've never done for anything. I mean, it, um, writing lyrics for songs, which now, after starting this project, actually Elliot <laughs> brings me in to write lyrics for other people. It, and then we, it's opened up this whole door for all of these other things, man. I don't know how any of this has happened. I really don't. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just, I see something that needs to be done and I try to do it. And if I don't do it, then I learn how to do it. And if I can't learn how to do it, then I try to find someone that does know how to do it. And I try to sweet talk them into <laughs> doing it. And if I, you know, if I have, if I need something and I don't have it, I try to make it. And if I can't make it, I, I try to learn how to make it. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I, I just, I'm not going to give up ship on this. I'm just not going to give up ship on this. You know, one of the things, my husband's an airline pilot. Mm -hmm. So he has to be able to land an aircraft if both engines go out with like, he flies a 757. Mm -hmm. A lot of people on board. Their lives are in his hands. And if something goes wrong, it is up to him in a high emergency situation to get that plane on the ground. That's what he's trained for. And going into this project, he he likes to give me really good pep talks, and, and he told me he was like, "Man, one of the things that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to land this plane. You're in this plane. You've chosen to be in this plane, and no matter what happens, man, you got to get it on the ground. You got to. He goes, a lot of people are counting on you. A lot of people have invested in you. He goes, you feel the pressure? Good." land the plane and I'm like okay fine you wow. know? I'm like ah <laughs> <laughs> you know but it, it does like he's really good at encouraging me and like and then yeah and it's just given me the sense of resilience of going man you know crap alright we got an engine out alright I gotta figure out how to like mm -hmm. I gotta figure it out cause the you know crashing isn't an option you know right um how does this all translate to your live what uh, your live performances well you know you've, you've got your video expression and and what how, how do you how do you now see crown vox moving on you know continuing with with the live yeah so it's funny because i was working with someone who was running all of the stems and it's very electronic some of it's very electronic cinematic so we were doing it just uh electronically and i had someone that was running all of these things for me and it's funny because he actually was at a place in his life where he's like, man, I'm actually in a tough spot and I can't do it right now. And I was like, well, I've got a gig on the books and it's in two weeks. And so you know what I did? I learned the program and I ran that shit myself in the two weeks. And I was like, man, I just, I won't let my, I'm like, dude, I, there's no out. I've got to learn. I've got to learn it. And so, you know, and now I run the program myself, which actually feels yeah. really empowering feels pretty damn good so I'll be sitting in there queuing all my stems and I'll cue all my vocal effects and queuing all that stuff and I like it like that it's kind of fun so did you know did you know I, I was going to ask about right? it, if there was a process but apparently <laughs> it's There's, just everything you've said I is am just flying like, by the yeah, seat of my pants you're just like, the process <laughs> is I have to learn this I mean yeah, yeah. I mean it's, <laughs> I, to me I'm a, I'm a problem solver as a human being I'm like okay what's what's the problem how can I solve it? Yeah. 
problem solved. Cool. Right. Next problem. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, eating an elephant one bite at a time kind of person. And uh, it's been pretty effective for me so far. Do you, do, you, do you like do you like the term entrepreneur? Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I mean, I would if I was making money. Well, <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, I'm in the. Right. I'm just joking. No, no, we do, we do, we do pretty well. We do. I mean, we do okay. You know, we're we're selling uh, stuff on iTunes and we're selling. It's just it's hard, man. You know, the music market is very different uh, than it was ten years ago, even. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm 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 very pleased with it. I I will say, yeah. I think I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, think I mean, so. so So what about the... So you're into fashion a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, so is that... Uh, I don't really want to get away from Crown Vox and the music since... No, cool. This let's is totally... Yeah, let's break away. a music podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, how do you... Is there going to be a connection? Um, you know, what do you, what's going on with you in fashion? Oh, with me in fashion? I love fashion. Uh... I'm being encouraged right now to actually make my own collection, design my own collection for Memphis Fashion Week. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not yet. I don't know that I have that. Moving into this next music video, I don't know that I'm... The truth of the matter is I've I've actually already sketched it and designed it. I just don't know if I'm going to have time to implement it. So that's a possibility. I also am kind of doing some styling work for different things. and um, yeah. styling. I, lo- I just I love fa- fashion is another way for me to kind of like. I feel like I'm an extremely creative person. If I don't get it out, then I go like like I'm a total whack job. So like I get up in the morning and I'm like, man, what can I do today to make myself feel creatively satiated? And I feel like fabric is a way for me to do that. So that's um, and, and and those rivers are probably in your mind. I mean, music and fashion—they just—they just—it's like jazz. No, Iris Apple said that fashion's like jazz. Yeah, she's like you're getting ready and you're just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know. I, and I, I understand that kind of uh, in a sense. You know, you get to have fun and be um, spontaneous, and you, there there are people say there are rules, but there really are no rules. If if you you know. Eh, I don't know. I uh, I really enjoy it. I'm really passionate about it. And uh, do I think it's important? No, I don't. I really don't. But you like it. (laughs) There are a lot of things in the world more important than fashion. (laughs) But I like it and I'm passionate about it. Oh, and please don't give phone calls on that one either. (laughs) Y'all gonna get mad at me? Phone calls. No, there's no. I mean, it's better to feed people than play jazz. You know? I mean, honestly, <laughs> well, I mean, well, well, I mean, I, look, okay, it's, 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 I think it's imperative for the human <laughs> spirit to have beauty in the world, yes. right? I, yeah. I really do. I think that that's imperative. And I think that, you know, that there's nothing wrong with enjoying that fully. And exactly. I, and I let yeah. myself enjoy that fully. But if it, you know, it's, it's a privilege and we should acknowledge it. It's a privilege it. right. and it's a luxury. And I think that that is not to be forgotten. And I think that that is something that I'm very aware of. And, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty, uh, that, that's a fairly wide spectrum of, of uh, expressing, you know, like, like you're talking about the, a theology or a philosophy of aesthetic. You know, we're human beings. 
we, we like design, we like things to look a certain way in that function, and uh, how you can, uh, it, it can be delightful and light, and it can also be super heavy and, and, and uh, mournful, lamenting. I mean, the, the, the spe- you're, you're, you're experiencing all, aren't you? I mean, like you're, yeah. you're, you're taking in the, the highs and all the lows. I try to keep my eyes open and try to stay objective. And they, you know, I don't know how uh, philosophical you're going to get. You know, I'm, I'm very, I love, I, for one, I love philosophy and I love psychology. But I think that, uh, you know, I try to keep my eyes open and keep my self a little objective. I, one of the things that, you know, I'm going to say something that I appreciate about myself right now. Yes. I can see beauty in just about anything, even something awful. And I don't know why that is, um, but I, again, I've tried to take that, and I think that, again, is the undercurrent of my art, is trying to take something that's awful and traumatic and tragedy and turn it into something beautiful Mm. and uh, something that uh, can be appreciated as art and um, not pitied or... Um, or I don't know something that oddly enough is kind of like celebrates the human spirit to overcome or you know the, the ability to overcome and uh, you know this is an over this is a theme that we're kind of getting again is there's sort of the phoenix rising out of the ashes and I think that you can't have something rise from the ashes if you have no ashes Mm. and so i've learned in my life to be grateful for the dark times and the the suffering or trauma or whatever it is uh, because that gives me the opportunity to then get out of that yeah and uh fight my way out of it and i think that um yeah so I don't know. Something that I, I don't know if it's a unique perspective to me, but I, I do. I think that um, that beauty can be found in just about anything. Let, let's say amen to that. Amen. Yeah. A rousing amen to that. How, what, what, are your, uh, what are your hopes for Memphis? Man, I love this city so much, and I don't say that lightly. I have, I believe in Memphis, man. I, I think that. One of the reasons why I love it here is because it resonates with me as a human being. I think that there's something really beautiful about it, but something very broken about it. And I think that that is why I don't want to leave. But I want to be able to take the broken... Because, I, I, I mean, I got high hopes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I've got, like, you know... I want to see people in this city take their brokenness, take their suffering take all of their trauma and I want to see them be able to transcend their experiences in a way that ends that cycle so that they don't have to pour their suffering into other people and that they can rise above their suffering in the same manner that I did and I show them how I did that Mm. because I believe that we as human beings can grow and we can do better than we've been doing and I want to see that for Memphis man I want to see I want to see us, because of the darkness that's lived in this city, come out of that darkness glorious, stronger, and and better than we've ever could have possibly been without that darkness. And uh, I believe that that is possible. That's lovely. Preach. Yes. 
and then I might go into preaching. No, just joking. You know. <laughs> just <You know>. joking. <laughs> Jonathan is a Methodist, I mean, so. <laughs> I mean, musically speaking, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's almost. It, anytime I have thoughts of leaving, it's 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 almost like it just it would just be like running away. Yeah. <laughs> from my problems. Or yeah. <laughs> just just stick it out. Yeah, yeah man. And. You know, I don't want to give up on this city. I yeah. think that we can, you know, it's it's like we are a big dysfunctional family. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's one of those things, like, we hate on each other. But if anyone hates on Memphis, we're like, F you, Nashville. You know, like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're like, come to Memphis and, like, you get messed up. You know, like, we, <laughs> we have, in a weird way, you know, like, we, we, we work each other pretty hard. But we also... We'll stick together if anyone comes after us. And that's collectively what I've um, experienced. So I don't know. I love Memphis, man. I think that we, I think that we are on an upswing anyway. I, it seems like it. But, and, and we are up in a, a, a Nate's bar. Nate's bar up on top of Ernst and Hazel's. How are how y'all doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Good to see you. Um, before before we cut loose, are there any other artists? I mean, the, uh, we we talk about Robert uh, Fortner. Yeah, Robert Fortner. Uh, yeah, is I mean, I I follow him on Facebook. His his art is just it messes me up. Holy, it's cow. pretty heavy, man. And but, but but it's also beautiful. But it's also beautiful, oh and I think again, it's also very honest. And I uh, God, I appreciate that so much. Uh, in another artist I like man you don't not everything has to be pretty yeah and there is a lot of darkness here and I think he is like very accurately capturing that and I man I love I love it like Mm -hmm. I love the honesty of it and um, yeah he's he's actually he's a really cool guy yeah I like him a lot who who else is uh, uh, hitting your radar yeah dude we've got um Sorry, we got Mary Sue Ambrose, who is the fashion designer that I work with pretty closely. She's not only one of my best friends, she's the Mad Hatter of Memphis fashion. Mm. She's just, she's a wild woman. And then um, Mitch Martin, who is, uh, dude, he's directed the other two music videos, and he is such an awesome person. And he is moving to L.A., Yeah, which brings me great sadness, but we're all going to see him. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna miss him, but he'll come back around. You can't stay away for too long. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, the the director I'm gonna be working with coming up is gonna be Wahid. Can't say your last name, Wahid, because I can't pronounce it. But shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love you, Wahid. <laughs> Love you. But yeah, but we, you know, we're gonna um, we're coming together on like a really amazing team for this next music video katie gore at fox and cat vintage is going to be styling for this next music video it's going to be a completely huge separation from the stylistic choices of the previous videos okay because now i say the curtains dropped on what the project is and so i'm going to be a little more more honest on this one than i was even before uh-huh and uh yeah man we just have a incredible team we got an incredible team yet again Going into the next music video, I'm super honored that they believe in me, that they're even giving me their time. Is Again, Billy B thing blows my mind. And uh, I think we're going to craft a really gorgeous piece of art. Wonderful. I'm ready. Looking forward to it. Jonathan? Man, this has been great. 
It's been fantastic. Is it my turn to ask you guys questions now? Oh, sweet. <laughs> wow. Actually, no. Wow. <laughs> I'm just hoping that air conditioner... <laughs> Yeah, up, 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 man, uh, summertime in Memphis, no joke. <laughs> yeah, it is not a joke up in here. Crown Vox, thank you so much man, for, thank you for, for hanging me. out with us. Yeah. Uh, we're we're, we're going to be keeping an eye on your work. We encourage everyone in earshot of this podcast to please uh, lay your eyeballs and ears uh, on her work. Uh, she's doing some stunning, beautiful stuff. And uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Man, yeah, thank, thank you for you. having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, Jonathan had to step out real quick, but on behalf of Memphis Machine and Muddy Pig Productions, a huge thanks to Crown Vox for hanging out with us today. Check out all her links, her work, her videos, lovely stuff. More thanks to Snakebite Company, Redwire, Audiovisual.com, and of course, the lovely Ernestine Hazel's downtown Memphis on South Main. Check out our other podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.